When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's gonna relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. How should you plan for when your home becomes too small or when the next one gets too big? At Sandy Spring Bank, we're here to help create personalized solutions for financing your home loan. Whether it's a new home or refinance, renovation or addition, fixer-upper or new build. Banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your mortgage. Visit sandyspringbank.com mortgage. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank, equal housing lender. Hello and welcome to uh, this week's edition of Stories from the Pack, brought to you by Wolves Fancast. Joining me on today's episode, following the success of the one we did uh, with Louise and Chris Cobbold, we're having another uh, pair of people on. So today we are joined by Paul and Finn Morris. Guys, how are you both uh, today? Fine, thanks. Fine. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Just another day in lockdown paradise. All blend into one, but no, yeah, all doing good. Thank you. Fantastic. I mean, it feels like every day feels basically the same. I mean, especially because Wolves, I was going to say, I say Wolves feel like we're playing sort of every week at the moment. We've played all our games nearly for March now. So I was going to say we almost get a break from the <laughs> general wolvesness at the moment, shall we say? Um, but we'll, we'll, as we do on stories from the pack, um, we, we like to sort of just understand sort of a little bit about why people have came to support Wolves, some of the interesting stories that have come about from um, time supporting the boys in old gold and black, and how that passion is sometimes channeled for uh, many for many supporters one of the reasons why i wanted uh, to speak to you guys is obviously um finn has his uh, youtube channel um which has a very large subscribe i didn't quite realize how big it was up until sort of doing a little bit of stuff um it's up to about forty-two thousand. is it yeah it's been a been a little bit of a uh plateau would you say at the yeah. moment but um well, no, yeah, the growth with since going into the Premier League has been has been amazing. So, um, so yeah, it's weird. I've got one of those. I don't know if you've seen those clocks that can sort of do like uh, Twitter followers or YouTube followers, and I've got it there as like a motivation. It's been around the same for a while now, but no, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's good. It's crazy. You can't picture like I thought. Oh, well, it's that number, but then you think the Molyneux thirty and picturing that many people. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. I was going to really say weird. the fact that you could, you've outgrown Molyneux with subscribers, I think, say, so, yeah, is, is a pretty <laughs> impressive feat. But um, I was going to say, sort of stemming from that, I know, Paul, you're, you're a massive Wolves fan. And one of the things when I've been doing a few of these interviews now is um, it, it very much highlighted to me the, I, I guess, sort of the fathersome bonding and sort of that experience people often have that when it comes to supporting a club and it almost gets passed down from generation to generation. Um, So I I guess we'll sort of start with yourself, Paul, Um, I guess sort of pre-Finn. When did you sort of, I guess, start supporting Wolves? Was it, again, very much passed down to yourself or how how did you kind of come about supporting Wolves? I think for me, like most people in my generation, there wasn't a lot of TV. Um, Well, there was a lot of football on TV. So Leeds seemed to be the team of the moment. I've got a funny feeling someone might have brought me a lead shirt. I might have been my first shirt. I can't remember actually wearing it. 
And then my dad was a Wolves fan and all the locals were a Wolves fan and his dad was a Wolves fan. And then I remember the first time I went to a game, I got chucked over the turnstile in the North Bank to get in for free and someone passed me across. And then that was a bit of an experience, a bit scary, I think, as a kid. And then I remember going back again with my dad and uh, Andy Gray and John Richards were playing. And my dad, of all things, took a cine camera. Um, not sure if you, maybe where Finn gets it from, actually recording the game. Okay. And I remember we were, yeah, because you couldn't get the highlights from the game at all. So it was this magical thing to come back and watch the game on, a, on this cine film. So I can remember that. And then I think, um, like most people of them my age, it was, uh, it was that time of despair when you went down to the fourth division and thinking it was going to be the worst thing ever and actually realising it was actually bloody good fun. So the fourth division and the third division, honestly, the memories were just magical. It was fantastic. It was standing in the South Bank, freezing cold, um, just the, the atmosphere and just what it was like. And then obviously when Bull and Much came along and Tomo and everything, and oh, it was just fantastic. So that's, it, that's one of my memories. It's interesting you mentioned that it was, I guess, more fun yeah. or you almost made more memories that the yeah. lower walls got. And I've been speaking to someone uh, for another story from the pack that's not out yet. And he was saying that when Wolves were in League One back in 2013, 14, it was like, that's probably my favourite time supporting Wolves because I got to go to 20 odd new grounds I bet I've not been to before, new places, yeah. new places to drink. And, and all of that and I kind of get it in a way that you know when we were down there obviously we were the biggest team by far when you're in the fourth mm-hmm. Wolves in the fourth division yeah. after just plummeting but it must have been quite a surreal experience at the same time because you'd gone from I guess sort of you say the Andy Gray era from when we were yeah. you know winning cups to well that. yeah and I think the weird thing is is that as we slipped down the table and disappeared at that time, most premiership grounds weren't very good. And I think the biggest thing I've noticed is now when we are up, the quality, I'm enjoying going to the grounds again. You know, the quality of the grounds compared to what we used to go to. Um, I mean, distinctive, you know, things like actually having a toilet or actually having, you know, things like that. It was just, it was just, I, we went, didn't we? Um, I was gone about 15 years. When Bully's first, uh, did his, we managed his first game at Stafford Rangers. We yes. both went along for the first game. And literally the toilet was half a drain pipe. <laughs> and, we, and you literally had to pee against the wall and make it running run the drain pipe. And I said to Finn, this is what football used to be like for Wolves fans. This is, just took me back. I was going to say, what I went, it was really like then. I went to Fratton Park when we're both, both teams were in the Premier League and it was a proper throwback. The toilets were like, it was just bricked up, but yeah. it just had like a bit of almost curtain, uh, shower curtain before you go in it's like we're in the Premier League here it's just like you know I've, I've done a few non-league grounds and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that and it's it's proper um when did you sort of I guess sort of bit of both of you here when did you first started taking Finn to games when did you sort of first start showing an interest in Wolves um I'm guessing sort of for most people it's sort of around nine or ten was it sort of around that point or was it even earlier for yourself it was earlier for Finn yeah, you had me. Like, <laughs> I remember taking him when he was four and right. um took him along and took him to a game and it was quite cold and I remember you found it noisy he didn't like them being too noisy it was like right yeah and you sat there and at half time he said can I go home? (laughs) Is that it? Can I go home? And I said, well, you can. I said, but if you think this is too much, then we'll have to wait till you're five until I bring you again. 
And so he sat there for the whole of the second half, <laughs> didn't want to do that to go home. And so, yeah, freezing. <laughs> and I can just distinctly remember that. And then you just used to come along. And I think it was the whole atmosphere. We were you know, talking about it before, before we came on today. You know, for you, memories were things like going into crowded pubs while I had my two pints of Banksy's. Yeah. Um, and wanting to be in the ground because it was way more fun for you because I was just drinking Banksy's and you could even see what was going on. You know, you had the um, the thing to look forward to of having a Mr. Sizzle as you got outside the ground. You know, mm. you had that to walk up to, to look forward <laughs> to. But it was strange for you. You always yeah. wanted to get in the ground, didn't you? We, we always wanted to go to the pub for Yeah, you. but it's as, it, as you say, like most people's would be nine or ten. I can't remember my foot. Like, I just know that I was always there, if you know what I mean. Because from four, obviously, you don't really recall much. Mm. I remember, like, I remember my first away day. I did Stoke away when I was probably about six. Yeah. And that, and that was Coles. By the way, that's very, very cold, isn't it? Yeah, and I was going. Well, all the first time I'd seen a police horse. It was, it was a yeah, a lot of um, a lot of new experiences. I learned a lot of new words. Yeah. Um. But uh, but no, yeah, I, I've just always been there. There's a picture. The first baby grow you put me in was the um the kit I managed to get my hands on recently, actually on eBay, the uh, 1997 away kit, the white with the blue, and you got oh, me the baby grow version. Yeah. First thing I was ever put into. So it's just just always been. But the, yeah, the first sort of memories I just remember. It was, Mick, I can't really remember a manager before Mick McCarthy, but I, I assume I, I would have been there before him, wouldn't Yeah, I? he would have been, yeah. But yeah, so he only starts coming to you from about six onwards, from what I can really remember. I can just remember clearly was that my wife was worried about it being too early for him to go and saying, he's going to pick up these terrible words. And I said, no, no, he's not. So I used to drill into him, whatever you hear, if you don't <laughs> recognise the word, home, you yeah. can't say it at home. You can't <laughs> say it at home. <laughs> I remember driving back, we're driving. Golden yeah. <laughs> It is. <laughs> and we were driving back home from Wolverhampton. He must have been about six at the time. And he just turned to me and he went, Dad, you know the, the ref, they kept shouting at him, what is a banker? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I just drove back. Thinking, oh, I was just trying to change the subject desperately, not having to describe to a six-year-old why they were calling the ref a banker. So that's just something that stuck in my mind as well. <laughs> Some of the stuff you hear. You know, you were, you were very good. You never actually repeat it. You knew the rude words. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very early on, yeah. taking them to the playground. It, but, yeah. I was going to say, it's weird, but uh, with football in particular, uh, very similar that you'd hear it at the game, wouldn't, wouldn't dare say at home, in front of your mum, mm. like say on the playground <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You can say it in that, you can say it in those four stands and it is fine. It is socially acceptable yeah. as a 12-year-old or whatever to say it just about. But anywhere else, yeah. it's crazy when you sort of think about it. But it it is interesting, sort of. I guess, sort of for you, do you say sort of your first sort of manager you kind of remember then was um, around the McCarthy sort of era then? Yeah, I can't really remember. I mean, I was probably a mascot without Mick with Gary Breen. That yeah. one, time. I must, it yeah. must have been, was it? Yeah, that was under, that was under McCarthy. Yeah, first guy that I just absolutely loved. And now, obviously, I know a bit more about football, and I, I, I hear you guys talk on the podcast sometimes. It's like, oh, maybe he just ran around and wasn't really that great. But as a kid, I just thought, God, he's running, he's running around so much. And he was when I was mascot once, he let me play on the pitch with um, him, Stephen Ward, and Matt Jarvis. We were doing yeah. a little like rondo, and I was probably about seven. I just fell in love with him from then on. But um, but you no, yeah, it's, really, it's that era, yeah, it's that era that really sort of captured. I mean, yeah, the promotion was perfectly timed, really, for me to really, really get into it. Yeah, see, I, I guess for sort of a lot of fans, because Wolves obviously, I guess from like the nineties onwards, had like these kind of peaks and troughs, as it were. So I, I kind of got into mm. really supporting Wolves almost that mini era before you. So like my 
first season was like the first or second one under Dave Jones. So like I really got into football mm-hmm. when Wolves got promoted in 2003. So like I I completely get it. At that mm-hmm. point, you kind of just get swept away with it as a as a kid, and that's when it like really kind of hooks you in, doesn't it? Um, I mean, we sort of talked about some sort of I guess fond memories for you, kind of going to um, the pub when you were sort of knee high. Uh, not really being able to see what was happening. How, how have um, your kind of match day routine sort of shifted over time? I guess, I, I mean, Paul, you've been going to games a, a lot longer, I guess, from when you started going with Finn, really, from sort of, I guess, from being a, a kid to an adult. Yeah, I think it was quite strange. I think that um, the match day routine changed for me because quite often I'd go on a Friday and I'd watch them train on the car park before a okay. game. So, yeah, so that was bizarre. You'd go and watch them skidding around on this gravel on the car park because they thought it was good luck. And I still can't believe it now. And then they'd, you know, the players would be literally there. And so I'd go across to that and then I'd go across to the home game. And because it, the South Bank was getting so busy, you wanted to get in and stand in front of one of the barriers because when there was a goal, you literally shot down the yeah. stadium. So you'd get in there, you know, you maybe take your bovril in, um, you'd make sure you had a good position to do it. Uh, I was chatting with Finn as well, only telling him recently that you know, one of my fondest games there was playing Leeds and realising that the Leeds fans had thrown that many 50 pence pieces at me because they're always the sharpest coins that I'd actually paid for my ticket almost, <laughs> picking them up off, off the floor, thinking, this is fantastic, this is, I was paying for my ticket. You know, and then, but then going there to those games, I, I could just have tech and seeing like the Bully and Walsh fights that were happening. You know, every time we play Leicester, you knew that one of the gate, one of them was going to get sent off. One of them was yeah. going to thump the other one. You know, in these days, you'd be banned for like 10 or 12 weeks, but the stuff they were doing and, you know, they've remained quite good friends and they do like different social events and everything else. But it was a proper like man's game mm. and you could you could do what, what you did. You took your fine, you took your red card and then that's it. You I suppose on. the ritual as yeah. well, like I bet like when you were made, because we, we don't go to pubs, but well, we do on away yeah. days, but as in, that pub, I, just, I remember it, there was a bowling green at the back, whatever, and all of a sudden we just didn't didn't go to that anymore. But I suppose yeah. having a kid there, I feel like when I've got a kid, you can't go into the pubs, it'll be like, right, take him, take him in. That must have been annoying for you, I suppose. We always wanted to be in the most inappropriate time to, <laughs> to go, and there's, there's always a queue, and you always wanted to go in a cubicle because you were six or seven. So, yeah, so it is, it was, yeah, it has changed quite, quite a bit, that has. Mr Sizzle's gone, hasn't it? I don't know if it has, no. I think yeah. it's gone on that yeah. corner. Yeah. I was going to say, it depends. It was, yeah, and then it was always rushing into the game late, you know. I was going to say, it was interesting, yeah. you know, you mentioned... That's probably that, a throwback, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned that you really wanted to get in early, because I was the same. Yeah. I, I, I had this thing, I wanted to be in there before the players came out there, uh, came out the tunnel to do the warm-up. In hindsight, why my dad persisted mm. with, yeah, we just need to watch him try, need to watch him just, you know, do, do, the, do the kind of the half sprints. For yourselves then, um, I, I guess either going together or uh, separate, what, what have been sort of the most, I guess, notable um, games or occasions or even periods of time watching Wolves yourselves, whether it's kind of good or bad? I think the games we've gone together some of the latest, the last couple of years have been the best memories, haven't they? But I think for most generations yeah. it will be. Yeah. It's been ridiculous, mm. hasn't it, really? Yeah. Um, Going to these amazing grounds and then um, even sometimes when you've almost beat Arsenal, you know, they were good away <laughs> days, weren't they? To almost beat them. But, you know, certainly the two away days at Tottenham, the last two. Yeah. I mean, they stick in our mind, don't they? Yeah, but 
equally like I remember you I mean you'll be able to tell the story better of the one as in when you're saying about highs and lows as well Rich like I can't remember who we played but you said I was crying you can tell it better when I was raining yeah. and I was crying walking back it was yeah I'm sure it was an Albion one the first time we take it I'm sure it was first one I took you to <laughs> and I took you back and I've got a picture I think I sent it to, to you today even to just to remind you and we're outside the car we got back we after we parked at some school just around the corner from from the walls ground got back to the car and we were drenched through you got in the car you were crying you know the mum's your mum's text is he okay yeah yeah he's fine yeah <laughs> and he was crying he was that upset that we'd lost because everyone had built up this thing about playing the Albion and um and he said and I, and I remember looking at him saying Finn look you don't have to be a Wolves fan you know I've got loads of friends that are support you know supporting the big six and they have really good days and they win trophies and everything you don't have to be a Wolves fan and I remember he just looked at me with his little wet eyes and just went yeah but dad I am a Wolves fan <laughs> and I said yeah okay Please remember, I gave you the choice because no one ever gave me the choice. But remember, when you complain another five years' time, I gave you the choice and you wanted to be a Wolves fan. And it was, it's real touchy moment. We spoke about it many, many times. Yeah, and you took the picture as well. So yeah. I, I don't really remember yeah. it, but there's a picture of I was gonna say, it sounds like an incredible... that, Yeah, I think that was a, it must have been a nice moment. I was going to say, it sounds like an incredible, touching, fathersome moment of, you know, having your son sort of really upset in front of you, you consoling him. And then taking a photo of it to remind him about it five years down the line. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> just in case he ever said, well, you never gave me the chance, Dad. Why did you make me a Wolves fan? Just hold still for two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Can um, you just get that tear to go run a little bit more? Yeah. <laughs> just, just get the yeah, light. But it was. Just... And that... <laughs> but it was, you know, you'd go to games and we didn't, we didn't win that many games, did we? But no, you still kept point. coming and you still wanted no. to go. Yeah, but as you say, like like with with Rich saying like getting in before, it was just amazing to me. And then like when we started taking Darcy and and my mum would start to come as well. Like I rem- I remember specifically we'd wean her off a Nintendo DS, yeah. so we'd all go as a four. Um, but say she'd play the DS for she'd watch ten minutes, then yeah. she'd play on the DS for eighty minutes. Then the next game she'd watch twenty and getting up like that almost and that sort of. And now yeah, <laughs> she's so into. Oh yeah, we're all yeah, yeah so it's amazing. But as you say, like I I pray. That I have a moment like that with my kids that they'll be Wolves fans because I see so many little ones now like say the dad's a, a Wolves fan but then they've got a Man United and a Liverpool kit on I'm like, oh god if mine are like that they're going to be told from early on I'm not going to give them the choice they're a Wolves no, fan. Well, I, 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 if it makes you feel better I've got a one-year-old and I've pretty much insisted she's going to be a yeah. Wolves fan my, my, in- my in-laws are all big Swansea fans and they're sort of joking <laughs> oh well we'll get we'll get her a Swansea onesie and so far I went no you won't yeah. I went I, 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 I usually I'm very light-hearted. I went no, no. If I look, yeah. I've had it. Everyone else has had it. No, she'll be a Wolves fan. And then got a um, a kit for her first birthday, and then sort of proudly showed her off to my father-in-law, and sort of went, yeah, just just in case you were wondering. No, she's Wolves. She can support Wales in the rugby. Flag in the ground, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah say that. Yeah. But uh, no, it'd be interesting to sort of see if she actually wants to sort of take it's, it up. That's quite that. interesting. The only team, yeah. It's like the only team that Finn has, oh, you've never wavered. You were doing Wolves. No, I remember it The clearly. only team that Finn said, oh, wow. I, really, I remember, I really, yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah. It was Roberto Martinez's Swansea when I was little and I was getting to gra- grips with football. And I thought, they are brilliant. Because they absolutely bopped us off the park. And I thought, yeah. why can't we be like that, Dad? Should we be, should we be Swansea fans? <laughs> but no, yeah. It's weird because... But, uh, but no, yeah, it's, that's pretty coincidence. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's interesting that you say that about sort of supporting Wolves because for such a long time, even... Und- 
well, pretty much up until Nuno, Wolves have not really exactly had an identity as a team. And then whenever we played anybody who had any mm. sort of style, you would go, <laughs> but they're doing, they look like they all know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I fully appreciate that. I, I think a lot of people probably had it with teams like Swansea. In Arsenal, I loathe Arsenal. I, I have an irrational hatred for them. Um, similar, I, I guess it actually it links to what you said, uh, Paul, about Leeds fans throwing coins and Arsenal. My dad, I got this from my dad, who he loathed Arsenal because they used to throw coins because they were the rich London team, and him sort of going, "Well, I've got my bus pass, my bus uh, money home now." Um, <laughs> but when I remember seeing them play the first time, I saw them play, I thought, "Bloody hell!" Like this was like the, the invincible season. They all just knew what they were doing, and they were just all like just in sync with one another. And we had like 11 blokes and Nathan Blake up front. And it's, how do you compete with that? Um, you mentioned sort of um, in terms of, I guess, the best moments being now, which, I, yeah, let, let's be honest, they are going to be for a generation of Wolves fans in terms of, I guess, like European games or even sort of the bigger away days that we've done recently. Um, I guess for yourselves, How's that sort of changed, impacted you? Because, I mean, like you mentioned about sort of the Spurs one. I mean, don't get me wrong, quite Hart Lane, the original one, was a, a good stadium. But then all of a sudden we played a, a game at Wembley against them, um, I think it was, and then at their new spangled stadium and managed to knock them off the park twice. And, you know, just the level of, I, I guess, the experience you get from going to these bigger places and even the European ones, it's a completely new um, realm that you get to um, you get to appreciate. Yeah, you do. And I think you are kind of in awe of it. Certainly the Spurs, you know, their new place now, it is different. I mean, it's it's such an amazing stadium. Your beer didn't work though, did it? Oh, oh no, right, my I'm beer. Wrong. You know, the beer that fills oh, the, the bottom. Oh, the bottomless, yeah. Fell out at the <laughs> yeah, it wasn't straight out that. all over your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was bottomless. <laughs> yeah, it fell straight out. But we were chatting to the stewards and they were like, so proud of everything. I said, you know, we've got a chance here. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. You come here, enjoy your day and go yeah. home. And they were friendly, really, wasn't yeah. they? But yeah, and you think on that big stage of what you've got, but the passion we I think the players were slightly overawed, you know, initially. Mm. But the passion they've got. when it's, I think this is what we're missing now with the fans. When that team has a sniff, the kind of the fans have a sniff that there's something to do, and you, this is like a pack of wolves. It literally they hunt them down, and all of a sudden you can flick a, a game will just change, and you can just sense it. And I think the players get it, and that's I think why we're suffering so much now is they're just missing that thing of the, the whole pack suddenly going. And you could see Spurs; they just went into the shell, didn't they? From mm. playing in the first half. Playing all around the place, all of a yeah. sudden they just lost it. I don't know whether, especially in the we were there at the Wembley one, Rich. It's just we we played quite well, and then um, we were losing at half time, weren't we? Yeah, it was yeah. And then second half there was just constant noise. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. constant noise. Just the Wolverhampton and Wonder. And you thought we're going to do something here. Yeah, it's just as you say, like Arsenal's where they have to have Arsenal come up on the screen when they get a corner, so that everyone knows to go Arsenal or, and stuff like that. It's just so satisfying to. To go there, and because we're always sold out as well, it's great when we'll score because you see people celebrating all around the ground because they managed to get a ticket in corporate <laughs> or something. They couldn't get with the away fans, and there's people jumping up. It's great mm. to see that. Oh, yeah. We did it at Man United, didn't we? Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Managed to sneak in and then gave yeah. ourselves away as soon as Martinho put one top. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was going to say I, I've had sort of similar. I went, I managed to via work once get corporate tickets for Wolves versus Derby. 
And to be fair, it, it's slightly different with corporate that when you're in a box, because a lot of the time it does get, you know, s- tickets are sold to, well, anyone really. And I remember sort of looking, going, okay, Derby fans, Derby fans. And sort of it, it was when we lost 4-2 under jacket, I think it was. And I remember sort of Phoebe scored and yeah. made it 1-1. We and we were sort of yeah. sitting there quietly and then he scored. And yeah. I, I'd spoken with the guys who was like, look, we won't, we won't do anything stupid because I was like, at the end of the day, I'm, I am representing work, you know, let's, and we're all sitting there and you have a, yes. And then, then you realise, don't you, that te- split second later go, I am not with people I should do be doing this with, don't you? Um, <laughs> no. When you were at Derby, Mm. Again, taking Finn, his first ever corporate, we went to a villa and he must have been about okay. nine or ten. And um, we went, uh, I don't know if he invited us now, but there was a two of us in the villa box. And it's when um, Jarvis, wasn't it? No, it wasn't, was it Kevin Doyle scored? Kevin Doyle, I think. Or it could have been Kevin Doyle, Jarvis and Kevin Doyle together, one of them. That's what it was. One, yeah, it was, we only won one nil. And you jumped up and he was, he, I remember he did a 720 degree spin. He went around twice jumping in the air and then he sat down he went was that too much dad I said well after the first time you went round 360 you didn't <laughs> yeah. have to go round again you were just at that age to get away with it without okay. them not getting annoyed because yeah. you were a child and I'm sat there because I you just about got away with it but I remember you just couldn't control yourself and you you didn't realize I think I'd said before just be calm but you were that happy that we'd gone to Villa and you and we'd scored mm. you just couldn't help it it was that natural thing of you couldn't sit on your hands. <laughs> I was going to say that the, the sort of, I guess, the genuine excitement of seeing Wolves play. And I guess almost at that perfect point, because if you're too much older, it's something that annoys me about watching game, uh, being at games, to be honest. It's when you're not celebrating for your team, you're celebrating against the opposition. And that can often happen, I guess. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I used to sit right next. I was, used to be South Bank right by uh, the Steve Ball stand. And I, I wasn't caring about celebrating with fans i was just giving it the big licks to everyone to your right and uh you know that can <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. happen um i was gonna yeah. say we um we've sort of mentioned about away games and of course that's where a lot of people have a lot of fun memories um we mentioned about um atmosphere and sort of you know the, the general experience but one thing that sort of strikes me as interesting saying that is the change um that's happened at molyneux in recent years and how much more effort that they've made you know, I guess around the whole um, Saturday or, you know, the fixture, as it were. Yeah, they have, haven't they, in terms of what they want to do outside, in terms of the atmosphere and the fireworks and everything else going off. And I think, it, yeah, they've made it more intimidating. Even the simple things at a disco, you know, I think that helped on that one night against <laughs> Liverpool. You know, all that, yeah. like Liverpool were like, what the hell is going on? Playing all that music <laughs> and it just absolutely freaked them out. It did. But it, yeah, it's got it's got gradually better, hasn't it? That, helps uh, with the full yeah. stadium as well. Just the aesthetic, yes. isn't it? Of not having the empty seats. It's, yeah, helps for the players, isn't it? Everyone yeah. wants to be there. Yes, nice. just thought of one of our um, favourite home games though, when that was like the Mick McCarthy time, just coming on. Then was we took two Man United fans who we knew because they were on that unbeaten run and they had to win it yeah. once more. Do you remember when? Uh, yeah, when was we beat the El Kobe game. You my best what? mate. From, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was my best mate from primary school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we were bottom of the league they were top of the league and we were like dreading it because we promised to take them ages ago and we were dreading it and you can imagine we were, and again we couldn't help but join. I mean they were sat next to us and they were like so sweet yeah, we were in our end you're like, I know that's what I mean yeah but we <laughs> but like you know you've got friends with you you're trying you to be picked up but you just yeah. couldn't help you and, and we were goading them back on the team afterwards and it was hilarious <laughs> 
I was going to say, um, it, I was say, sort of following on from, I guess, sort of catching up to sort of present day and sort of um, Finn, mainly on sort of yourself. So um, obviously we sort of mentioned at the start um, your, your YouTube channel. Um, when did that sort of kick off for yourself? And I guess sort of what kind of made you sort of do it really? Yeah, well, it kicked off arguably about four or five times. I tried different things. I mean, since I was about nine or 10, I was making little videos. Um, and t- I was asking my mum mainly, can I put it onto YouTube? And they're going, there's absolutely no chance. Because I'd be, I don't know, doing, pretending I was in the jungle if I was in a hedge in in the village or something. And little, like, little just, I really wanted to make videos. It was weird. One of my mates would come like, after primary, uh, after school. Mm-hmm. Um and then my first ever video, I think it was 2013, it's still there. Um, I played Steve Ball at FIFA. I think it was okay. FIFA 13 or FIFA 14. Um, just on the, like, we were with him, weren't we? And I said, can, can I record it as a little nervous 13-year-old? He, he'd never played it before, so I battered him. It was a rubbish <laughs> video, really, but just to be like, wow, this is like a cool first video. Um, yeah, we mentioned, Bully said, because when you chose the teams, you thought you'd home and away walls, and Bully said, no, I want to be Albion. And you were disgusted. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Steve. He went, no, I'm absolutely rubbish at this. I'm going to get thrashed. I want to get walloped. Yeah, that was his quote. I want to get walloped, so I'll be the Albion. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I was about 12 or 13 then. Um, and then I started going into, like, FIFA stuff. And as a sort of naive young person, I thought, hang on, I'm sort of like a, a tiny fish in an enormous pond here. Like, dropping a, you know, playing FIFA when there's so many people doing it. I thought, what, what is my thing and my thing was wolves like I, the backdrop of my videos were always wolves so i thought wow, i started doing wolves videos um and i can't remember it must have i think it was a, a carabao whatever the carabao cup was at the time game against someone niche like newport or something i decided to film it um and it never really picked up and i remember the first big one after a few years of doing it on and off was um newcastle away when We'd just been beaten 4 0 by Barnsley under Zenga. Yeah. Actually, no, tell a lie. No, no, yeah, it was the same yeah. season, actually. Yeah, yeah it was it, it was that one. Uh, and then we beat them 2 0. And that got a bit of traction with people saying, Oh, look at this kid, because it was such a, a brilliant result. Um, and then Paul Lambert's Liverpool game, and that yeah. was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so that gave me sort of like the wow, especially with Wolves sort of getting good, people wanted to watch. I was getting better at editing. Um, and it just went from there, really. And then there was a point. In the, in the Nuno season where I just, I don't know why, whether we were going through, I think that Christmas sort of lull where Forrest beat us um, and we were sat in the car. This was at the point where we were all going as a four, as a family. And I just wasn't really feeling it. And I always credit you for it because it was just me and my dad. And I think it was a game we beat Leeds 5-2 or something ridiculous. And I was sat in the car. I said, I'm just, I don't want to do it anymore. And you basically said, no, you did like, not as in, it's yeah. just said, you've got to do this. There's something there. Carry on. And then from then on, I've done every game that I've ever been to. Um, and since the Premier League, yeah, since we've got into the Premier League and more crucially, Raul Jimenez was signed, it, it's, it's gone amazing, really. It's, um, it's been brilliant. And to connect with not only Wolves fans in this country, but a huge amount in the Americas, the South, mm-hmm. North and South, it's been, been amazing. It's amazing how many come along or come into the Wolves and contact you before they get there, don't they? Come, yeah, coming to yeah. England. It's yeah. just, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Honestly, we, we've had the same from Fancast, and it's probably one of the biggest pleasures I've sort of derived from it. Away from, like, you know, all the fun little things that we've done, you know, meeting players, mm. any of that, that's great. But it's when we've had someone message us or people who have followed us and interact with stuff, it's like, 
yeah, I've not been to any games because I live in Colorado. But you know what? Mm. I'm flying out in. Uh, I'm going to go to the first game of the season. Can you recommend somewhere to get a drink? And it's it's always the best part. And that's sort of the, I guess, the essence of kind of being a football fan, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And um, like, well, this summer before. Um, before coronavirus, the plan I wanted to go over to me- I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted to go over to Mexico. Obviously, I think there was rumours of Wolves going over to do America yeah. as well for preseason and stuff like that. And yeah, it's a have like people literally the Club America fans literally mm. then it's like right, I will follow this guy that's come out of our country. It's almost like Steve Bull. Then if Steve Bull yeah. had gone, you know, abroad, it would have been it all Wolves been, fans. Yeah, it would have been, been worshiping him still, and yeah, yeah hoping he did well. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. I was say sort of it, it, it was when, when we sort of we signed um, Jimenez. I remember sort of the first thing noting was sort of like his Twitter follow was like more than mm. the clubs and every other player combined. It was about three million. It was like I don't think, yeah, you know, I, I know very little about Mexican football, but I know it's massive there. But it seems to like be one of the few places sort of very focused. Like you don't get lots of players. Mm. Out, mm-hmm. you know lots of players getting exported and things like that it seems to have its own sort of culture within it which i find quite fascinating with um uh with with um mexican football um i say sort of with the um blog um what are sort of your favorite memories i think one thing that sort of struck me sort of having sort of um you know watch them is how much kind of you include i guess your family within it and i think that does give sort of a very different different element and i think it kind of does bring it back into football isn't just about necessarily you just going to a game it's about everyone you're going with exactly yeah and it's expanded i mean to begin with yeah it was us four having a having a whale of a time and it it has become yeah it it wouldn't have been the same if it was just me it's it's more about you know my dad saying we're going to win six five and it finishing nil nil or whatever (laughs) And and my sister, like my sister, I mean, she's loving the attention from it. So uh, so she's she loves it as well. And my mum's just, I don't know, her love for Dave Edwards, then her love for Connor Cody. It's like it, everyone brings something different and it, it is brilliant. And uh, yeah, very lucky to have, I don't know, a, a family that wants to be on camera and are so entertaining. Um, but I, I, it's expanded from there as well, like getting, like knowing people through it and then getting their score predictions. And just, you want to get as much as possible. Everyone's, it's not, it's not so much about life. You want to watch the highlights of a game. I mean, Sky put them out half an hour after the game. I'm not really there for that. I'm there for the, what was it like to be there for everyone there almost? And that's why we try to do, because it, it's more than even half the game, isn't it? It's about that experience, not just, yeah, if you want to watch the goal from 20 different angles, you go and watch Sky or you get... It's, but to see the angle of the fans, I think that's what people want to see. As yeah, well. You're right, yeah. to see the jerk. You know, it's that build-up, isn't it? It's, you can, as long as you can, in any good film, the build-up builds up all the mm. way to the climax of the film. And it isn't just the 90 minutes for us. It's that, you know, we're going on a train. What do we talk about? Who do you meet? Who do you interview? Who do you mm. see? It is quite fun. I've been on a train from Stafford before going down for a game and someone stopped me, said, you know, excuse me. He said, are you Finn as his driver? And I said, <laughs> well, I'm not his driver. I'm actually his dad. And he went, oh, we thought, thought you, we, we thought he had a driver. I said, no, no, no. And they were saying, is he on the train? I went, yeah, he's on the train. Could we meet him? I said, yeah, of course you can. Just come on, come on and see him. But it's usually little kids, you know, they're kind of like, they're just stick to legs. There's so many... It's next generation, children. isn't it? Oh, That's yeah. what yeah. Well, you would have been exactly the same if there'd been someone the same. I remember you going to see, like, KSI and YouTubers and things. Oh, yeah, and, that's a level, level up, yeah, yeah, queuing up to meet them. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, for them, it's that same thing. 
of like you know meeting someone that's, that's doing it like you know the fan cast or you know whatever whatever you do the, the kids love it you know you are you are like a mini celebrity to them incidentally um i, I have despite doing a fan cast for seven years i think it is now i've probably been sort of spotted about four times i i kind of i, I go, go quite hidden more often than not it's actually not via the fan cast i i had one earlier this week via linkedin of all wonderful places um because i often sort of contribute to the anfield rap uh, which is a big liverpool podcast and someone popped up on my linkedin who didn't know i was, <laughs> didn't know I was connected with and he just sort of messaged, hi are you rich from the uh wolf's fan cast um i'm a big liverpool fan i went okay I don't know what to do with this, but okay. It's interesting. I say sort of one thing um, sort of around sort of YouTube that I hadn't sort of fully appreciated sort of how many really strong uh, content creators there are, particularly, you know, uh, A, in the Wolves kind of fan community, but also, I guess, beyond that in terms of, I guess, sort of general football one. And I feel like a lot of the time, especially around fan content, you can kind of get a bit of a, not a bad rap, um, but, you know, people, when you sort of say about football fans on YouTube, they will go to Arsenal fan TV or AF TV to, you know, not to get themselves (laughs) in any uh, copyright uh, infringement there, or they'll go to uh, Mark Goldbridge. Mm. And that, for me, doesn't sort of sum up, I, I, I guess, sort of any kind of YouTube or even sort of just fan content in general, really. Yeah, it's, I mean, in Wolves, I don't think there is anyone like that. And I think that's why it's maybe taken a dip now, because we all succeed from Wolves doing well. And, for example, I watch Arsenal Fan TV, IFTV, but only when they lose. I don't yeah. watch when they're yeah. saying they're brilliant. Yeah. And that's that's how they can transcend... For example, I've got a subscriber base of Wolves fans and Club America Mexican. That that's my pool. But Arsenal fan TV, they lose a game everywhere. Everyone in England is going. Oh, I'll watch a bit of that. Uh, same with Mark Goldbridge. I mean, the amount of clips I've shown you, um, they're just it is brilliant. To, like just to laugh at. But again, yeah, it doesn't represent everything that's out there. As funny as it is to sometimes watch. But no, yeah, it's. I mean, in Wolves, as you were saying about um, favorite ever games. The first time I met Dave as a party, we'd, we'd been chatting online, was Cardiff away in the promotion season. Um, and that was like one one hell of a bonding session for the, those penalties. And so he was helping me with my videos. So it was like, right, I'll film once you film the penalties. It was like, oh, God, and then another penalty. And just Yeah, so it's it's been amazing to, to meet people like that because there are, there are talented people in the... In the uh, what do you call sphere. it? The uh, community. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the sphere. And, and there's more and more, as Wolves do do better and better there's more and more potential there and, and people will, will come out and do stuff and it's just be brilliant to be able to get all in like not on on zooms and stuff and be able to get score predictions and stuff and everything outside the ground yeah but your I thing know, as well has been the people that you've met you know so like the little girl at spurs that you got i mean so many views. i didn't meet didn't... her she put a middle finger yeah. up to me yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> if you saw that oh yeah it, it was in slow motion yeah you know but it's those little quirky people you meet or the fan that jumps on your back when we scored a goal or something like that. that's the difference mm. isn't it yeah yeah no yeah it's just brilliant and as you said like with goals and stuff I remember clips that have done well were like the cat running on the pitch at Everton or or like that little girl and stuff it's those sorts of things in football that people want to see it's like we see goals all the time you want to see random yeah I think someone going mental. Your, um Jimenez, not Jimenez one, Neves won against Derby. You put that up quite quick, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I was yeah, right the behind, Derby, obviously, yeah. there, the goal. The Derby yeah. one. 
And I think yeah, that, that was a goal that, people that went, wanted yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah, that one wasn't bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, that, but, and that went viral pretty quick, didn't it? Yeah. But no, you are, you are right. It's um, If it's just about your reaction to a game, lo- loads of people do that. And, you know, we all kind of have one. And But the mm-hmm. I guess the before, during, after, you say that that's what makes a game. It's almost the difference between it being a game and a match day, isn't it? And, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the memory, you know, whether it's home or away, the 90 minutes is almost quite a small proportion of that time when it, when it kind of knuckles down to it, which I find sort of quite, uh, quite fascinating. Um, uh, sort of to wrap up, I guess, more than anything, um, you know, we've talked about, you know, uh, how you kind of come support Wolves, some of the passions that you've followed with it. What's it sort of mean to you both to be a Wolves fan? Okay. Okay. So I got the older version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just (laughs) been, it's the journey you're on. It's kind of like the area you're from really is that you never take for granted if you're doing well. And if you aren't doing well, you always know there's a better day coming. And I think it kind of sums up being a Wolves fan is that, you know, you'll go away and just if you if you have a bad result, you've been with your mates anyway, and you've had you've had a laugh. If you go away and you win, you don't expect to win. It's kind of like a great, I'm going to enjoy this because we're going to lose to someone stupid in a couple of weeks. We're going to beat someone in the top six. And as we usually do, then lose to somebody else. And so it becomes this like in joke. So when you meet a Wolves fan in the other part of the world, and you it's amazing how many you meet, you kind of always have that camaraderie that You've been the ups and downs. And even, you know, you could meet a Liverpool fan, like you've said, you're Liverpool fans, you know, that say they're massive. And they've never been to the ground in 30 years, but they celebrate every win that they have as, as passionate as you and I would. And you just, that doesn't feel right to me. As a Wolves fan, it's those ups and downs. I remember um, I went to the, um, the Lions tour and it was work, honestly, we told my wife and, and I was there. And, but I'd got to go and fly to get for the second test. It was on Finn's birthday. He didn't know. I got with all the Lions fans got my banner out, went to take a picture straight away to send him to say happy birthday. Within seconds, there were just Wolves fans coming up to me from everywhere. And they're all rugby fans. In Australia. Yeah, in, yeah. Yeah, in Australia, in the middle of Melbourne. Yeah, all of a sudden, you put a Wolves head up and a Wolves flag and everybody's there. And you just think, wherever you go, there are Wolves they're fans. And we've all got Wolves that fans. same experience that, yeah. you know, the highs and the lows. I was going to say, I think it's impossible to go on holiday as a Wolves fan and not <laughs> bump into somewhere in a Wolves stop. Yeah. I'm normally that guy as well. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, so you, do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you do. And wherever you go, and you, you can never be far away. You know, we've, we spoke about it quite often, haven't we? Mm. And I've, I've got a Wolves tattoo as well. And some people start, you know, spot it or they spot your shirts that you've got on. And you do. Yeah, it's, it is that, isn't it? The sort of, you see a Wolves sign, you know, yeah, sort of that sort of, I mean, there was quite a, a potent one recently, sort of knowing that if Wolves are 2 0 up, you're never safe. And equally, <laughs> if we're 2-0 down, you think, we've still got, got a chance, chance here. Yeah. It's that sort of, yeah, that we, we're, we're both sides of everything. We're so big yet so contained as well. And I think we're just, I, I'm so grateful that my family down the line have supported Wolves because they're the best club you could ever think of supporting. Yeah. I know I'm biased, yeah. but it's true. <laughs> and, and it's great fun. You don't get bored of success. You don't get bored of failure, do you? It's kind of, <laughs> it's just good fun. It's just, and uh, and it's a real, you know, everybody is together. You look at the, you know, I'll sometimes look at our away fans and you just go, my God, what a mishmash of the human race we are. <laughs> but we all support the same football team. But we are, aren't we? You just look and you go, my God, we, you know, we're, but we're all in it together. It's one pack, is there? It's yeah, like it the, is literally that one pack. It has been, and it brings you together, and you know you're from the area, 
and you can spot an accent of someone that's got that twang of a Wolves mm-hmm. fan. And yeah, I just love it. You know, I think you've picked it up as well, is that it's a great team to support. And no one ever says, oh, you're a glory hunter if you're a Wolves fan. No. You know, if you're a, if you're a Man City or a Man United, you know, I mean, I'm Man City, I've got some great Man City mates who supported them when they're as bad as us. <laughs> um, but you meet certain teams and it's all, oh, well, you would say that, but you never get that as a Wolves fan. They just go, oh, I love watching you. Oh, what a great well, team. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> yeah, a bit boring now. I love watching your second half, maybe. <laughs> I, I have said for a while that Wolves are potentially one of the best clubs to support in the sense that we're not so big, as you say, that we, you're a glory hunter and, you know, you, you don't get to experience the, the lows to appreciate the highs but at the same time they're not tin pot and Mm -hmm. you know it's just taken you know a sprinkle of you know chinese billionaire investment and links to a portuguese (laughs) agent to do it but you know for for me it's those teams like walls leicester to a degree as well how they've kind of developed your your forests i will pick a team who isn't from the east midlands but do you know what i mean It's, it's it is those kind of i guess those provincial cities and towns in england that you know mm. make football what it is but i do think Wolves has got something genuinely special about it um as as a club but before we kind yeah. of wrap it up and call it a day how are you finding supporting Wolves currently i guess sort of partly a uh, for yourselves in terms of y- your content side of things it's a very different turn I, I completely get it from what we do um but also just how you're finding sort of supporting Wolves, you know, well, enjoying the second halves of games at the moment. Yeah. Well, as you say, yeah, it's gone from a match day to a game, hasn't it? And like I was saying with my mates that support the big teams and have never gone, I don't know how they've done it for so many years. It's, I know maybe they're playing more exciting football than us, but that whole thing of not being there, th- thinking so many players have never heard, you know, like your tomatoes, your silvers, they've never heard, they'll come out to a pack Molyneux, they've never heard us in a corner of, the Emirates and things like that. And it, it, it just, yeah, it, it just makes me want to write it off, especially the position that we're in. You just think, right, get through this instead of enjoy it. And it's like, the, there are better times on the horizon. I don't know if you've seen, but I haven't uploaded since West Brom. I was going to say, um, I had a look, I had a look earlier. So I kind of had to refresh it just to sort of make sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, West Brom obviously wasn't a pleasant one. That went viral in a wrong sense. Um, I had a few, like with what I was doing, I had a few people sort of drop out and not want to do it, for, understandably. Um, and we've taken a bit of a break. I mean, we filmed for, for Villa the other day and obviously that's, no one's going to want to watch that. Literally nothing happened apart from Romain Sace managing to, an unbelievable goal line yeah. clearance. Um, <laughs> but but no, yeah, it's uh, it's strange. It's really strange. And it, it's not it, as much as Sky or BT try and make it out to be, oh, it's unique. And it's not, it's badly unique you know what I mean it's just sort of get through this let's not get relegated and and just get back in there as soon as possible and I can't wait but there's there's definitely signs though isn't there that in a few years we could be a great team and hopefully everything yeah better times on the horizon yeah I think you know you get you get the team back and you get one or two signings get going and the 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 fans will help so much everyone says it but especially for us it will it does make such a difference for us you know, you know how loud we'd have been at City last week. You know, you've been, you, we absolutely drowned them out. That wouldn't have been that. That wouldn't have been that that type of game. No, and I think so. You know, because with, with how poor Wolves were in the first half, and you know, one, one at half time, I could just about cope. I, it was a terrible performance. Whether having fans there would have just been like a little bit more aggressive, but when it was one-one, mm. and we had that like five-minute spell where it was like. 
hang on, we could do something here. It did make me think yeah. if if Wolves are in a state if, if Wolves are in a stadium, but you know, if, whether it's that extra five yeah. percent, whereas you know for for other teams it's a three percent, let's say, be interesting. But as you say, fingers crossed, we are just a couple of signings away from being really good because um, I don't think we're a million miles off. Ooh, definitely. Um, Midfielder, centre back, yeah. Then you're there. I was going to say we, we pretty, I think I worked it out that if a summer we can get five new play, five first team players, which seems quite a lot now. Say we need half a new team, but we just need a mm. we need say new centre back, new centre midfielder, a good sec, um, good backup striker because I don't think Jose's doing it, and a good winger. And I think you're mm. pretty much there or thereabouts. But exactly, yeah. You know, fingers crossed. Jeff she agrees with me in the summer. Um, anyway, but we'll wrap it up there for today. Thank you very much, Finn and Paul, for joining me. And um, make sure I was going to say when he starts uploading content again to uh, check out uh, Finn's YouTube channel. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, hopefully soon. Yeah, I'll get back to being his driver again. Now, <laughs> I was going to say, mate, just do like you could just do like a carpool karaoke. Uh, where you just play Wolves songs. Mm. Just do that. I, I should just drive around. Just giving you a we'll really good... We'll get, we'll get a Mr. Sizzle. Yeah. I feel like I've yeah, just given away a really good content <laughs> idea away to uh, what is this, uh, not quite a competitor, but... Individual players, couldn't you, and drive them around. Oh, God, yeah. Memories are and get them to sing wolf songs as you're driving. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I feel like I'm going to have to sort of beat you to a punch on this one, but uh, we'll see. Can we do a, <laughs> we'll have to do a collaboration or something instead to share. We will. Someone. We will. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Okay. Pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.